0: back to the Co podcast. I am your host, nurse practitioner Claire O'Brien, and today I am going to answer 10 questions that you guys sent to me. So a little bit ago, there was this funny thing that was kind of going around Instagram that was like ask anonymous questions, and so some of the questions were like kind of juicy, like I probably will not answer them here, just my opinion on things and people that um, you guys really wanted to know, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. So uh, some of them I will not answer at all. But then some of them are really good. And I think people are just genuinely um, nervous to ask. And so that was great. That brought out some great questions. And then a lot of them were about skincare. And I you guys don't need to anonymously ask that you can ask me anytime that does not offend me in the slightest. Um, So yeah, I'm gonna get started and answer 10 questions. And as always, I try to begin and end on a light note. So I swear to you, it's so fascinating to me every time I put up a question box, how things come and go in waves and it it must be, I don't know if it's like advertising, like somebody has an ad campaign out that makes people ask questions all in these like lumps, but this round of questions, everybody was asking about the new face. So there are several devices on the market, like I would say new face and those led masks and at home derma rolling or yeah derma rolling is what you would call it like at home derma rolling was kind of like uh, the poor man's microneedling i guess so there are there are all these at home devices that you can get and people are always wanting to know are they worth it are they worth the money so i think the new face is a couple of hundred dollars and essentially what it does is it's supposed to stimulate you making your own collagen, right? The thing with at-home devices, do they work? Can they work? Yeah, they absolutely can. However, you've just got to be so religious and diligent about using them that I think for the average bear um they don't really end up working well because you've got to dedicate like an hour of your own night every single night of your life to um to to get it to work so even the led lights uh, like Dr. Dennis Gross has one there's several so led light therapy yeah absolutely works um depending on the the color of the light and the the skin condition that you're trying to treat um, red light treats different things than blue lights. Also, sorry, I have I also have COVID, so I'm like I feel like I'm super nasally. So if you if that's annoying you, I'm sorry. You feel free to move on from this episode because it's annoying me. But also, I hear I'm hearing my own voice in my head very very loud. But um, sorry, just this brief side note. I have theronies. Um So all that to say, yes, they can work. But the thing about the at home versions is that they have to be such a lower level of potency or efficacy that that's what it requires is just constant use every night. So those LED, you know, can they work? Sure. But the person that's using it has to be really, really dedicated. And then the at-home, um, Derma rollers, I know. I've heard. I've definitely heard mixed things about them. You know, can they stimulate collagen? Yeah, they definitely can. But I've I've certainly heard that because of the way, because of the way they're used, it just it is different than micro needling. And you do have the chance to create little micro tears and increase inflammation that you you know wouldn't normally need to do. But um, yeah, they they certainly all can work. You just need to be super dedicated to it. So that's question number one. Um, question number two, and I know I kind of answered this on, on Instagram, but not every, every, it's a different audience here and there. So I want to answer it again here. Um, just because I felt like this was a really important question and I'm sure the person that asked it thought because I did a series on Roe versus Wade that perhaps I would answer differently. Um, but I am glad I have the opportunity to elaborate here. So the question was, what's the best way to shut down pro-lifers? And my brief answer on Instagram was, uh, you don't try to shut them down. You should step back and take a listen, um, and try to have a conversation. Right. And I would say the same thing to someone if they said, you know, what's the best way to shut down, you know, pro-choicers. I don't think anybody is getting anywhere by, you know, quote unquote, shutting someone down and, uh, you know canceling the conversation canceling the person canceling the relationship it it doesn't help change anyone's mind to to shut things down um so if you're thinking you know oh my friend or my family member and I have completely different beliefs and I'm going to you know shut them down in this way and that's going to change their mind i mean it's just it's just not true number 1 and number 2 it, it's really that's really not what it's about, right? Like I, I hope that anybody that listened to that four part series and the, my last episode where I just kind of verbally vomited my thoughts, um, I hope people took away from that. And I, I think you guys, for the most part, took took this away because that this is the feedback that I got. But it's just how nuanced it is, how nuanced this conversation is, how nuanced people's opinions are, um, and how difficult it is. This isn't really. This just isn't a conversation that's that's black and white. And I know there are very extreme groups on both sides that are making it black and white on on both sides. But but the reality is that's most of this life that we're living is not black and white. You guys didn't know this is gonna be like a philosophy episode today, but here it is. Um I mean most of this life that we're living is not black and white. You know, how terrible and boring would it be if every person in your life thought the same things that you did? wore the same things, liked the same things, you know, listened to the same music, saw the same movies. I mean, that's not what life's about. I mean, at least not for me. You know, I love having conversations with people that I agree with, but I also love having conversations with people that I disagree with so that I can hear where they're coming from. You know, if you are passionately pro-choice and you want to help someone that is pro-life understand where you're coming from shutting them down is not the way to do that and vice versa if you're passionately pro-life and you want to you know help someone on the other side understand where you're coming from shutting them down is not the way to do that so I I hope that I hope that's helpful um because I think that's how we got where we are essentially how we got where we are was two sides Putting up extremes, bringing in the most extreme examples, um, bringing in you know the most extreme cases, and saying, "See that this is this is how it is," and it's it's really not. You know, most of this is in the, the mushy middle. It's really complicated. It's really difficult. You know, particularly for women. Um, but yeah, so I, I hope that I hope that answer helps if you are struggling with people who disagree with you step, take a step back, step back and listen, um, take a step back and, and try to see the good in their side of it. Even if you disagree with it, um, you know, they, most people are coming from a good place, even if they're on the other side. So there's that. All right. Question number three, Botox while nursing. This is a toughie. So, Botox while pregnant, pregnancy to me is just a hard no. Botox while nursing, what I have done in the past is is really left it up to my patients to ask their OB and to have that conversation with them. And it's a risk benefit thing. I'll tell you, I mean, I get asked this question incessantly. No one is going to tell you that it's safe, right? Nobody's going to say it's safe. Um, I think there are tons of women getting Botox while they're nursing that we don't even know about. Um, I think that the likelihood of it entering the breast milk and then, you know, harming the baby are extremely unlikely. And we don't have any studies that show that, but we also don't have any studies that disprove that. So it's just a really difficult, um, decision, you know, to make. And I think the decisions between you and your medical providers. So, um, you know, and I think if we're just going by the package insert, and again, none of this is medical advice. It's just my opinion and and discussions that I've had and and kind of what's industry standard. And it seems to me the industry standard right now is kind of to turf it to the OBs and see, you know, if they give the heads up or the, I mean, the thumbs up or the thumbs down and I've I've had both with patients. I've had patients get the thumbs up. I've had patients get the thumbs down and um you know, it's just it's really different for everybody. You can, I can I go I it's just not black and white. Nothing in this life is is black and white. Um but you know, I think you just have to like everything, um think about the risk and if there is a risk and we just we just really don't know and no one's going to say that it's it's safe, but certainly not Um, In pregnancy, it's not worth the risk, Um, but there's a ton of, a ton of things like this that we, you know, women who are nursing have to kind of go through all the time, and especially in pregnancy, and it's just, God, I, I think about nursing, and I'm just so, it is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Like, if you have a friend that's nursing, please try to support them, because it, is no joke truly it is no freaking joke it's the hardest thing i've ever done um anyway moving on from that one so i like this question what are my thoughts on the vaccine for youngest kids for like the youngest kids meaning six months to ages five now which it's been approved for um this is really tough y'all are probably going to be surprised and not like my answer um, but Ed and I have been talking about it a lot. And I'm, I would love for Ed to come on next week or in the next week week or two and kind of talk about just where we are with this. So if you've been listening from the very beginning and inception of this podcast, so you know I started this podcast in March of 2020. And my first guest was actually supposed to be um, Marta Perez. She's an OBGYN. And we had recorded and the episode was all ready to go. And then all of a sudden it was the middle of March and it was COVID and nobody knew what the hell was going on except for Ed, cause he had been working on it for like months. Um, and so if you've been listening for a while, you know how deeply ingrained he and I, you know, have been particularly him in, in this kind of COVID discussion and talk, because that's what he did for six months 18 hours a day. That's all he worked on was COVID. Um, So love the vaccine for adults. It gets trickier in the kid population. And there are different reasons for that. And then the youngest kids, the reason why it's trickier for me personally, and, and I think you have to weigh your own kid, your own kids, medical issues, your family, it's different for everybody. It's different for every family. So the reality is that are super young kids like two, three, four, five getting really sick, hospitalized, and dying? Statistically, no. Um, they're just they're just not. And you know, is the vaccine new? Yes, it is. And so, do I do I fault people for hesitating to vaccinate their youngest kids? I really don't. Um, you know, we vaccinated evie who's older than tilly she has a completely different set of you know she's got airway issues um completely different set of um just medical history and so it's really important for us to to get her vaccinated as soon as possible tilly's different she's never had an airway issue in her life um and you know the younger you get the less likely they are to get really 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 sick um are we going to get her vaccinated? Yeah, probably at some point. I mean, maybe maybe in the winter, maybe the different strains. I mean, I don't I don't know. It's it's just hard it's hard to know um, you know, what to do. I think if your pediatrician recommends it and and you want to get it, great. I think if you have a conversation with your pediatrician and you decide not to get it, I think that's fine too. I I think COVID particularly in these younger kids is just a completely different story than most of the childhood illnesses that we vaccinate for even flu. Um, you know, kids get really sick. Kids die from the flu and not as much with COVID just statistically. And then, you know, measles, mumps, polio, rubella, all, all of that, just totally different story. Diphtheria, pertussis, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we'll end up doing, and at what point she'll get vaccinated. I'm sure we will do it at, at some point. Um, we just haven't yet. It's um, it's summer. Jokes on us. We all have it right now, probably from Tilly. Who knows? Um, but you know, we're we're fine. But we've also all been vaccinated. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I hope I be, I'm not offending all my listeners with that answer. I'm sure y'all weren't expecting me to say that, but. Um, I really am, it's just, it's just a little different in this age group and knowing, you know, how new it is, um, for me. Supplements and vitamins are just a part of so many of our daily lives now. So how do we know what to choose in a brand? My family personally uses Thorn. Thorne has partnerships with hospitals and universities across the country, including the Mayo Clinic and Charleston's own Medical University of South Carolina. You can order any Thorn product through me when you create your account at thorn.com slash slash dabbleco and you'll receive 15% off and free shipping on all your future orders. When you create your account, you will just be prompted to confirm dabbleco as your referral and the discounts applied in the cart after you create your account. Again, that's thorn.com slash you like the letter u slash dabbleco. And you can also find the direct link in the show notes. So question number five, why do I like Xeomin so much? So Xeomin, there are four types of, or four brands basically of neuromodulators and neuromodulator is so Botox. So everybody says the word Botox and I have this conversation all the time. Botox is a brand, but it has become like a verb, right? So Botox is a noun and a verb. And it's just so funny. You say the word Botox and just think that that's that brand, but there's actually four. There's Botox, Dysport, Xeomin, and Javeau. And then there's a couple others that are new and going to come to market, but they're not here in, in the United States yet that are um, going to be other different brands, but owned, still owned by all these same companies. So the reason I like Xeomin so much, I will tell you, so 8 to 10%, it's estimated that 8 to 10% of people that get neurotoxin injections with these other three neurotoxins, so that would be Dysport, Botox, and Gevo, will form antibodies, and then neurotoxin will not um, be effective or work on them anymore. And the reason for that is because all of the molecules are bound with these binding accessory proteins. So like in Dysport, for example, this is the one people are most familiar with, Dysport is bound to lactose. So ZMN is the only Neurotoxin on the market right now that doesn't have accessory binding proteins. And so the antigenicity or ability for the body to form antigens or antibodies to this neurotoxin is very, 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 very low, if not non existent. And so I, you know, the younger people are getting treatments like the the longer you're getting a treatment, right? So it, Botox has only been out for 20 years. So right now we only have 20 years of data and we already know this statistic is eight to 10%. So there are people starting to get Botox in their twenties now who are going to get it for much longer than than 20 years. You know, you'll probably get it for the duration of your life. And so if I have a chance to give my patients um, the ability to not form antibodies, in my opinion, that's, that's better. That's a better chance. Um, it's also just... I mean, in general, like I, I, I like working with their company better. Um, it's a better price point for my patients. It, it the molecule size is a little bit different, and so it gives. They all four give people they're very subtle. So they're they're the same but slightly different, um, and it's it's very subtle. But I find most of my patients prefer them um, in, and so that's just that's just what I that's just what I use, and that's actually what most people in our practice predominantly use. Um, this is really funny and interesting. And man, I have not thought about this in a long time. But someone asked me to, you know, have I tried the large Reese's peanut butter cup? And would I talk about the Reese's peanut butter ratio and kind of give the hierarchical breakdown of my personal opinion on on, on Reese's and which one is the best. So I haven't tried the big Reese's, and I'll tell you because typically when I try the really random Reese's offsets, like the white chocolate or the big one that's got the crunchy things in it, like I just, they're gross, right? I'm a pretty, I'm a Reese's purist, if you will. Um, So yes, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, great. I would say though that my favorite holiday shape is probably the Easter egg, potentially the heart, because it has a higher peanut butter ratio right and that's what i personally am looking for in aries i'm looking for a higher peanut butter than chocolate ratio and the holiday shapes tend to have a lot more peanut butter i actually did some really you know significant legwork um this was about 18 months ago this was christmas season 2020 um, Cause there's a, there's a period of time where you can get like multiple different shapes. I like the Christmas tree. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's also a football, which is similar to the the Easter egg. And, you know, I really sacrificially ate hundreds of Reese's um, for about a three month period. And I would do it again, but yeah, I would, I would rank it as the Easter egg slash football. Cause they're pretty much the same shape. Number one, then the heart, then you're getting into the Christmas tree, a little bit more chocolate there. And then, um, the mini eggs actually have more chocolate so that I would put them and then the Reese's peanut butter cup and then any, any weird random, um, outlying Reese's I would put under that. So like the white chocolate, the things with the crunchies, honestly, though, I, the white chocolate is garbage. There was one, one time that I I was also garbage, a a giant one that had something on the inside. Maybe it was the crunchy one. And I was like, who thought, like, who let this? come out of the testing studio. I I wasn't sure, but they shouldn't have, frankly. Um, and it was an embarrassment. So there's that. Um, question number six: how to manage cystic acne. So there is not one good answer for this. There's really not. But I I will say there's there are a few basic things that everyone should be doing just from a skincare standpoint and the you know basic, basic level. And one of the mainstays of acne treatment is just washing the face, trying to manage the oil and the oil that is produced by the hormones that we make. Um, and it also can be caused by certain bacterias. So managing what's on the surface of the skin, so washing the face using something like a toning pad, and then retinoids are a mainstay of, of acne treatment. And then you get into some topical antibiotics. A lot of times people will need oral antibiotics. And sometimes people need to go as far as to be on Accutane. So I would say, if you have cystic acne, um, it's really important to me for you to get some kind of skincare consult. Whether it's with, you know, someone like us at SkinClick where we do. Um, you know, we do skincare consults, and if, if they're your provider's in your state, they can write prescriptions. But I never hesitate to send my patients to dermatology. I mean, cystic acne can be a nightmare. First of all, it's straight-up painful. Um, I, have, I have cystic acne. I've been on Accutane. I've been on Spironolactone. I had my IUD taken out. I feel super justified because now... Um, the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology just came out with an article about IUDs and their relation, relationship to cystic acne. Um, I need to post that because yes, we I feel like this injectors group and skin group that I'm in for years has been talking about IUDs. So um, birth control plays into it, but yeah, cystic acne number one is just it's just painful, and then it causes scarring, and it's just it's a, it can be a really big deal. So. If you are feel like you're doing the basics or you're seeing somebody for your acne and it's not getting better, then go go see someone else. Please go see a dermatologist and particularly a dermatologist that wants to help you manage acne. So, um not that there's dermatologists that don't, but there's some, you know, a lot of dermatologists don't do Accutane. Um you've got a lot now dermatology is kind of splitting to where a lot of people are only doing medical derm a lot of people are only doing cosmetic derm and so if you feel like you're not getting anywhere I would say get a second opinion you know go somewhere else and and find somebody who can help you with your cystic acne because it can be truly a nightmare Um, and it can take months to years to get it you know truly cleared up and then you may need lasers for scarring hyperpigmentation or microneedling to help with the, the like the divoting that scarring can cause and it just can be really it's really difficult I sympathize. Y'all, let me tell you about my absolute favorite home store of all time, Celadon. So they have everything from dinnerware to pillows, furniture, they even have jewelry. And yes, it's located in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, but their website has everything you could possibly need and they ship anywhere. So Celadon has like a laid back but curated vibe and no joke, almost every piece of furniture in our home has come from Celadon. So if you're in Charleston, definitely stop by or visit them online at celadonathome.com. And because they are awesome, they gave me a 20% discount code, so check them out and use. Use code DabbleCo20 for 20% off. That's CeladonatHome.com. Question number seven: I cannot poop. What am I supposed to do? I'm miserable. Well, lucky you, I just re-released my episode with Dr. Will Bolshowitz. He's the gut health MD. And I was listening to it last week. I was like, God, this is good information. So please go uh, listen to him from last week, follow him. He's the gut health md on Instagram. And his favorite thing to do is talk about poop. And one of the things that we talked about in our episode that we recorded quite some time ago is, you know, and I asked him straight up. So he's a a gastroenterologist. So like poop is like that sort of thing. Um, How if somebody's super constipated, you can't just give them a bunch of fiber. Then they're going to be bloated, gassy, more miserable, more backed up. And I said, how do you get people on a rhythm? How do you, you know, how do you get them back pooping? And and he said, Yeah, that's exactly you know, you, you do get them on a rhythm. You have to get them to a place where they can literally train their body to like sit down and poop every day. And then you can start introducing the fiber and the dietary changes. Um, but he has a book called Fiber Fueled, that's awesome, that's about all of that. And and that's what a lot of the content he puts out is about is pooping. Um, And also go see a gastroenterologist. Maybe you need a scope. Maybe you, maybe you have a bowel obstruction. Maybe you have a really significant problem. Maybe you have gastric, you know, hypomotility and there's a, there's an issue there. We never know. So go see a, a GI person if you're that miserable. Question number eight, favorite skincare brands and why? So I like to say we carry nine uh, skincare brands, skincare lines at SkinClick, and the reason for that, and I'm probably about to add one right now, um, just haven't decided what quite what to order yet, but the reason for that is I don't think that there's one line that does everything just perfectly. I think that there are a lot of really good lines that have a lot of really good products, and I like to be able to pick and choose. I think there are different price points for different people, different strengths, uh, my favorite lines. So I love all our skin SkinClick products, of course. I love the price point of all of them. I love Zio Skin Health. I love Skin Better, Epiance, Neocutis. I mean, everything we carry, we carry for a reason, but also within each line, I'm like, okay, so Epiance has my favorite face wash and Zio has some of my favorite just daily products like daily power defense they have an uh, illuminating antioxidant serum that i love they've got this product called bright alive that i love their exfoliating polish is magical um i love the skin click retinol i love the skin click power pads all of these things alpharet from skin better oh my gosh the skin better spf compact those are just my my go-to's and my favorites and then neocutis i love their eye cream but I think, um, there's really not one line that does it all and does it, there are a lot of lines that do a lot of things, but there's not one line in my opinion that does it all like superbly. Um, like as, as much as I love Zio and if my Zio rep is listening, Jess, I'm sorry, but you also know this. I love Zio Skin Health. Like I think most of their products are incredible. I don't know who's developing their sunscreens, but their sunscreens are awful, um, I, I don't know what went wrong there. I don't know who, if they just are too afraid to say like, hey, sunscreen team, that this these are not good. I don't know what's happening there. So that's an example of that. And then I don't know. And I mean, I could probably do that for all the lines, but like that's that's the best example I can give you is that I love their whole line except for their sunscreens. I cannot deal with them. Um, last question. Question number 10. Where has Ed been? Bless his heart. I have not. And this kind of came up earlier, actually, which is funny. I've not had Ed on the podcast in forever. And I was just telling Lindsay, um, my producer this morning, that I want to do an episode with Ed about testing and COVID testing um, and how it just his opinions on what's what we're doing right now and do we need to be testing? Do we need to be testing this much and when to test, when not to test? Do we quarantine? What kind of, what are we doing? So I appreciate that you guys wonder where Ed has been. And I guess that means that you would like for him to come back. And we've both just been like super, I mean, honestly, we've just been kind of crazy busy. So we, you know, moved to Nashville last year in March. We've been building a house. We're going to move in about two weeks. You know, we've got two kids. We both work. Um, I do this sometimes and yeah, we've just, we've been busy. So you would think that it would be really easy for me to connect with him to do a podcast, but it's honestly really, it's honestly really not because by the time I, we both can sit down to do a podcast. It's like eight 9 o'clock at night, which is absolutely the time that I am getting into bed. Like when my kids go to bed, I clean up the kitchen and then I'm like, night, night, see you later. I might not go to sleep at eight 30 or nine, but I'm physically putting my body into the bed. So that was it. That's 10 questions as always. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and thank you for sending in things and just interacting with me. I have some really, really fun guests coming up. Um, I've got a dietitian coming up. I've got a woman in medicine who talks about burnout and just basically the burden that we all carry. I've got, Uh, a really fun pediatrician come out, coming on, who has a book coming out. And I'm I'm just thrilled. And thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. As always, it's so, so helpful if you guys will leave me a review. Um, That is how the show continues to grow and how I continue to get great guests. Thanks. See you next week.